and we're going. I'm going to put the input gain up a little bit. Check, check. Yep. Okay. So let's get this baby lit. Let's not, and we, can, we can't talk about it. <laughs> That's, it's actually a little bit fun, you know, that we're, that we going to tell ourselves we can't talk about it. I'm going to talk about the tube because it says power band on there, and I thought it said power bland. Oh. I was like, that's the worst branding of all time. That's funny. I actually know why, and I found out last night. So, so uh, soft flame, there it is. I wonder if this will light with the fan. Yeah, it still will. Cause I, I kind of blew the fan to the side so it wouldn't be blowing right on. It's like a just oh, I got a cut. It, I should always smell it first. My hopes, I hope my hopes aren't too high. I, I don't think they are, but I think rum is like the, like one of the perfect things to like, if you're going to infuse a cigar with something, I think rum would be the thing to do it. Because it has a little bit of taste, but it's mostly just a sweet. Mm -hmm. yeah. Sorry if I spit on you. You should be. Mm. But you didn't, so that's okay. Nice pre broth. Oh, you got oh, I don't. Yeah, there's other lighters. Actually, I want to use matches. I just. I want to. No, I was going to, but then I hadn't cut it yet, so the match may not work in the thing. We'll see. I think I got the lighter sitting right there. If you want, I'm gonna have some fun with this wrapper. But it's got some hilarious stuff in it. Yeah. I don't know why I do that, but it is kind of fun. Just Cigar lighting tip of the week. <laughs> There's no reason other than stupidity to let the match burn you. <laughs> it's always interesting the little hints of, of smells you get when yeah. you're toasting the end of a cigar. Because it's not like full-blown foot smoke yet necessarily or whatever. I have to admit, I, I covet this one guy's lighter. It's actually a torch, but it, it's designed in a weird way that it flames. Mm -hmm. um, and it shoots, like... Interesting. It shoots, like, probably two inches up, and then it makes this soft flame, so it's a little... So if he, he just holds his cigar a long ways from it, it's a it's a soft flame. But if he wants, he can put it right down. windy and he can light it up close. Now I should have I should have looked. I'm getting an interesting spice, a little different yeah. spice. Than, oh, I'm not supposed to talk yet, but yeah. I know we're not supposed to, but we technically are on the yeah. on on the air here, so mm. talking is probably better than dead air. You're right. You're right, you're right. <laughs> this is where, but it's this is this is the I don't even know if the five minute pre show is a good idea, but it's just kinda of fun to get us rolling and give us a chance to talk about something else if we want to. And then kinda of hit the ground rolling in five minutes. Man, busy morning this morning. Had yeah, been. it's only been it's only been a month and a half since T-ball season got over, and I still hadn't gotten the awards to the kids yet, <laughs> and turned in my equipment. Mm -hmm. So 
I was busy doing that this morning. Had a bike to put together for a guy that just bought a road bike. He was pretty excited about that. So, so far, a busy Saturday morning. I've had a... Man, just since less than a week ago, because of it's August, just people calling and calling and calling and calling oh, about yeah. the apartment. Students? I've got... Mm, some it's it's a popular month regardless of students, but it's popular for because of students too. Because um, I track that in my stuff, so I, I just know it's it's the most popular month to rent an apartment is August. And so um, I've also had four or five like really good people come in and look at people that I hope submit an application, mm-hmm. and then I've got like four applications that I'm checking from people that are okay, but I you know if I could. Have you ever thought about just giving a little incentive to and chasing, like selling to some of those people? Like, yeah. hey, what do I got to do? I, I would like you to rent. What can I do to get you in this apartment? Or, I mean, not to be like a sleazy car salesman or something, but just like, I don't know. You ever thought about that or done that? I have. I'll tell you more about it later, but we're at our, it's time to start. Welcome to Doug and Joe Talk. The uh, best least produced podcast on the internet today. <laughs> We're happy to have you with us for yet another amazing episode on a Saturday, of all times. On a Saturday, I almost wore my pajamas, in fact. That would that would have been unprofessional. It would have been. It's it's not that early. I just still had them on <laughs> when, when Joe showed up. So um, People can hear that, you know. They can hear that oh, yeah. when I'm wearing pajamas, they can hear Absolutely. it. I think I agree. It's... I do feel different that I have flip-flops and shorts on with a with a nice V-neck now. And I feel way right. more professional. I feel great in my suit and tie like usual. <laughs> <laughs> Wingtips. Uh, yeah. And sharp ones, too. Yeah. You got the, Very expensive. You got, got the Cordobin going. <laughs> so, um, you you want to talk about the cigar yet? Okay. Why don't, why don't you? You're the, you're the resident cigar expert. I'm just the Johnny-come-lately. I don't know if I'm an expert, but I can tell you what we got. This is the last in our Camacho series, and uh, it's the Camacho Nicaraguan Barrel Aged. So, it's my understanding, the leaves, I think just the filler leaves, not not the wrapper, but I'm not sure. I think the filler leaves for sure were aged in rum barrels. And um, I actually found a little bit of conflicting information online. I couldn't tell if the binder was Mexican or Nicaraguan. One place said it was Nicaraguan. One place said it's ne- Mexican San An- San Andreas binder. Um, okay, but you know that the filler. I know is the filler is Nicaraguan. The band says Nicaraguan. Yes, I know the filler is Nicaraguan, and I also know the wrapper is Habano two thousand. Mm-hmm. Um, and I believe, if I'm not mistaken, it's Ecuadorian Habano two thousand, which might be the exact same wrapper that was on our favorite cigar. That's what you use when you want peak performance. Yeah, is it is that, in is that a cigar? No. I'm cracking up because, okay, branding is is something I just am noticing a lot lately. And so the first thing I'll always check out is the branding on these cigars, regardless of what it is or how mm-hmm. it's, what it tastes like. But the branding on this band is just something. We, If there's a way to maybe put a picture of this on on the post for okay. this podcast, we ought to do it because there's a lot going on. And that's one thing I noticed right away was it says right on there, peak performance. And so I just assume that they're using the ingredients necessary for peak performance in a cigar. Oh, well, of course. And you, there was another word. What was the other thing you said was cool on the on the wrapper? Power something? Oh, power band. Yeah, I, I thought I said it. power bland, and I was. 
I had to do a double take. That would really stink. But it also it does mention on... <laughs> there's so much on here. That uh, not only uh, were they stored in rum barrels, but according to the band, extra old rum barrels. Oh, that's true. And I actually I read that, and I kind of forgot forgot that piece. They're, uh, they, they've like been kind of around for a while. They'll let them get that nice basement yeah, cellar musk. <clears throat> something. So... It might be fun. Why is branding of interest to you right now? Oh, man. Well, I'm working on trying to brand a company of mine, and, and it's just, I'm noticing everything. Just especially coming off Ragbri last couple weeks. Oh, yeah. You get bombarded with so much of it, and since I was doing it myself, I was really watching the different brands and stuff, and so anyway. Assuming it's a hobby that everybody in the world will know what Ragbri is, too. Yeah. It's a... Uh, Bike ride across to Iowa. Registers annual great bike ride across to Iowa. I've been on it four times. Joe's been on it some. And it's a fun experience, but it's there's also bicycle marketing everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Well, and other things too. Yeah. Food and Food drink and drink. All kinds of stuff. All kinds of stuff. Mm. So it's good. So what do you think of your first? Im- what's your first impressions of this thing here? Okay. We haven't really talked about this. Right. Like the taste itself. I know. And that's what we started to talk about. Um, <laughs> My fault. I actually think I'm. I think I'm getting rum. The first thing I noticed, though, sorry, the pre-draw was was nice. It was, it was very pleasant. And when I, as soon as I lit it, what I noticed was a spice that was interesting because it wasn't hitting my mouth the same way, like the spice. And I don't mean a baking spice. I mean like a spicy spice, hitting hitting kind of a weird spot in my mouth, not where the the spice of cigars usually hit me. So that was intriguing. Right, it's probably the just the alcohol content of the rum. Could be. It could affect it. I mean, I don't even know. I don't know. <clears throat> I don't know. Because there's not actually rum in it. Right, right. It's just been aged in a barrel that had rum in it. But I think I'm I think I'm getting some of the the spirit kind of taste coming through. Um, cigar wise, it's pretty dark, um, earthy and, and bitter. Bitter in a good way, not in a bad way. I'm not getting much sweetness to start off with. Even in the rum flavor, which I thought would be sweet, it's more of a more of I'm getting the alcohol flavor, not the sweetness of of rum. So that's, See, that's I'm tasting the sweet. Thing. It comes across to me okay. as sweet. Okay. So we differ. First, yeah, that was the first thing I thought I tasted. Wow, this is sweet. You'll have to write in and tell which one of us is right. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> okay. Well, so that's that's it's a great start. Yeah, it's a you good. Know, it's lit a good. good. In fact, he was talking about that sometimes when we're. When we're uh, toasting the cigar and lighting it, that just the interesting sense you get from the foot smoke is pretty pretty intriguing. Yeah, so because it's so it's, there's so little of it that you can almost pick identify them easier. You're not inundated by this volume of smoke, so you can kind of pick out the intricacies of it. And one last comment I want to make: what I was what I would expect from a mostly Nicaraguan cigar is what I'm getting. Um, and I'm again I'm not an expert, but I think Nicaraguan cigars tend to be tend to be the what I would kind of call the old, the older older cigar connoisseur the the darker earthier flavors with with a little less sweet that's not to say they're not but that would be my stereotypical understanding of what a, a nice full Nicaraguan would be and that's what I'm getting only it's not not super powerful like it's not I'm not like whoa this is this is heavy or nothing it's really nice so so um Again, stuck on the visual, it has a nice dark, oily appearance, which is always, it gets me excited to smoke it. Yeah. I like oily. It doesn't taste overly oily. And yeah. I might even say it's not super shiny. You, It's oily, you can tell, but it's not super shiny mm-hmm. like some. So, 
Alrighty, well, a good start. Um, the Nicaragua Camacho Nicaragua Barrel Aged, which is our last in the Camacho series. We'll have to figure out what we're going to do next. <clears throat> so it's going to be hard because this has been a good run. It is. Really. So, um, okay. Oh, one other question on yeah. on cigars. Okay, we had a brief discussion before we sat down today. This is the only one, right, in the series that came in a tube. Mm, yes. It and is. so, kind of a fun thing that we were discussing is what do you do with a cigar tube after it doesn't have a cigar in it anymore? Now, obviously, you can put a cigar in it, but that would be, you know, that's one use. But <laughs> um, if you hear this and you have a great idea of what to do with a cigar tube, let us know. Comment on, comment below or send us an email. Let us know what you do or send us a picture what you do with your cigar tubes because we're fresh out of ideas. Maybe. Maybe. Okay, now, on to All right. the world at large. So, news highlights. Um, the first thing that stuck in my head, just because it was sort of funny, but also probably good branding, <laughs> speaking of, was Space Force, which yeah. I really know, don't know much about. It was like I heard it yesterday and just heard it on. So, Space Force is in the news. Um, censorship. The yeah. Alex Jones things has been big, but that's kind of been percolating before. It has, and yeah. it's not isolated to him. I know that right. a couple of Ron Paul's writers and some other guys, yeah. libertarian-leaning guys, are getting censored. So we need. I think that's something that's worthy of our, yeah. if only to get it out, to get out there that this happens. Maybe <clears throat> we should talk about that. Yeah. And then what was the other thing? Oh, uh, uh, Cortez. Cortez versus Shapiro. <laughs> Yeah, and will it happen? I don't know if it'll happen, but I, I can tell you, and this is this is honestly, with all due respect to a human being, <laughs> um, I lo- I don't mind poking a little. I, I love civility. I don't mind poking fun at people because I think, oh come on, you know, poke poke fun back, you know, let's 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 have a little fun, poke fun back and forth. But I'll have to admit, I heard her talking, and she really didn't sound like she knew her stuff. But I wasn't laughing. I was like. This oh, crap, is, that's, bad. that sucks to be you, you know? I'm like, come on, you know, at least if you're yeah. going to argue, argue better. And, and I think, as far as my heart's concerned, I'm glad I was feeling that way because it was one of those times when I could have just really made fun of her and I just I just felt bad because there might be some, some good, um, you know, democratic, there might be some good left-leaning ideas or at least ones that could be argued better and I didn't think she did a good job and so I felt bad for her. But... Um, <clears throat> Yeah, but, but the fact that Shapiro said, "Come on my show, let's he debate." He was going to pay her, <clears throat> pay her ten thousand dollars. Yeah, to debate. So, so, what which topic would you like to discuss first? Because I think there's a lot we could say about any of them. Yeah, I, I don't have. Yeah, I think the censorship one's huge. I'd like that's what I'd like to talk sure. about. Sure, well, let's so. kick off. So, just in case you don't know what we're talking about, <clears throat> this week was it this week? Or was it been, last week? Might have been last over the weekend. weekend. I think it was over Friday. Weekend. I think yeah, it was Friday, Friday of last week. Um, four, I think four organizations, uh, Google, Facebook, YouTube, or no, no, that YouTube is Google. Uh, Google, Facebook, uh, what are the other two? Twitter's the one that didn't. Twitter did not, and got a, a lot of backlash for it. Facebook, but, Google, Google and YouTube are the same. I might have been thinking of you. I was, there was four. And then I'm, my mind's drawn okay. the blank. But anyway, four, <laughs> within 12 hours, four major social media platforms deleted the accounts of Alex Jones. Alex Jones, if you don't know, is kind of like the... Uh, star, I don't know, how, do you, how would you describe Alex Jones? I would kind of call him a little bit of a weirdo conspiracy guy. 
but that doesn't necessarily mean that everything is completely wrong. It just means he's he's, he's kind of crazy, kind of really well, out. Okay, there. so I've been listening to Jones okay. for a long time because I think the content's pretty good. The delivery is what puts is off. Ah, okay, okay. He's crazy. Alex okay. Jones is crazy, and and we all can be crazy from time to time. But I've I've been listening to him off and on for ten years or so, mm-hmm. and. There's been very little that is that he has actually said. Now that he might have a guest come on that's super crazy or something. Okay. There's v- over the years. There's been very little that he's talked about that hasn't come to pass. It might be three or four years down the road, okay. but it he's he's almost always right, which I think is indicative maybe or something telling. But anyway, the delivery is what people I think have a hard time with okay. personally, and they like to brand him as a crazy conspiracy theorist when whatever. Well, crazy gets clicks today too. Well, sure it does. And he's insanely popular and growing, and uh, he was actually credited with some of Trump's success in the 2018 election. And, and is he m- generally conservative? Oh, or yeah. Is he, yeah, okay. I would say he's, he's libertarian. Well, kind I of, think he would be yeah. kind of a more uh, classical, liberal, mm-hmm. Thomas Jefferson liberal type. But anyway, the point of, of talking about this is, is that he was simultaneous, almost simultaneously, within 12 hours, just deleted off four of the, some of the major social media platforms. Wow. And so... Mm-hmm. You know, this calls all kinds of issues into question of, you know, the quote-unquote quote, quote unquote, private company argument. Well, these are private companies that can deny service to whoever they want to, just like cake bakers. Um, but, you know, you have, you, I guess there comes a point when you could say, um, are they a utility? Uh, you know, are, is there anything that protects uniformity across... Even if you are a private company, so there's there's all kinds of stuff, and and then there's the whole political angle. Are are these people who are all leftists, statists, sort of, or sort of people? Are they just simply trying to shut down um, things or people that are pro-Trump? So it's kind of where we're at. What do you think, Doug? Um. Well, I have some background information that I hope I can regurgitate because I, I digested it, and I think it's one of those. Um. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I okay. just lost my ass. Did you bump it? <clears throat> I, I, I came down like this. Oh, okay. Okay. We'll, we'll see. Mine's still hanging on good. Um, I just retrohaled a little bit, too, and it was, it was okay. Okay, so I got some information that I think is accurate, and it's kind of that information that everyone isn't talking about. Mm-hmm. So I want to kind of throw it out and do the best I can to do it justice. Jeremy Boring, I think is his name, from, um, the, the God King of the Daily Wire. I listened to Daily Wire quite a bit. Um, <clears throat> he was saying that the companies like Google and Facebook, they have already been defined and given government latitude as non-publishing. You could call them a utility. I don't know if that's exactly the right legal word, but they're non-publishing entities. And I, I like the example I heard, like AT&T, back in the day, when AT&T was the only mm-hmm. phone company when I was a kid. It's like, if I said something really horrible over the phone, you couldn't sue AT&T for it because they're just, they're just carrying the information that's being delivered. So it's already been legally determined by the government that that's what they are. Mm-hmm. So they've already been given that latitude. Now, if they're saying, wait, we're actually going to restrict some information, then it begs the question should they be considered differently? Mm -hmm. So that's the thing that I think people aren't talking about. They're saying, oh, it's wrong, he shouldn't be, or oh, no, he should be censored, and it's like, I think there's a deeper or... Yeah, there's a bigger question that needs to be answered. Definitely a bigger question. 
And, so, and I think, okay, go, go ahead. But the only other thing to say is, when people start saying should, when they say the word should, do you mean forced by law, or do you mean morally it's wrong? Yeah. Because they are two different things, mm-hmm. and so we have to be careful as we have this conversation while yeah. we're talking about So, So I guess a couple of questions come to mind when, when we're looking at this as a big, and it is a big, messy thing, no question, mm-hmm. because there's so many moving parts and assumptions, but, but it would be kind of like... Now, okay, first off, we have to make both sides a little clear, I guess. They all think, I think, am I wrong in saying that all of them... Dis- kind of a techno geek. Um, what was your question? Sorry, I got distracted okay, by so the phone call. Okay, I, so I believe that all of these four platforms, and I wish I could give the, all of the list of names, but I believe they all did that... Coordinated. Calling it hate speech. Calling what he did hate speech. Okay, are you asking me if they coordinated or if they all gave the same reason? Well... <clears throat> Within 12 hours, I'm going to assume that it was coordinated. But I think we can assume it. I haven't heard or read anything that said it was confirmed that what, they coordinated. What I'm focusing in on is their reasoning right. was hate speech as a violation of their terms of service. Yes. Now, they may not have used the phrase hate speech. I think they sure. did. Okay, they might have. Okay. Um, I could be wrong. But, uh, no, I got one. Um, we're, I think what's important why that might be a problem is is who's the victim is there a victim of this hate speech two is there is there blocking of quote un, is there quote unquote blocking of quote unquote hate speech uniform across the board from all perspectives or only from a politically conservative perspective and right? does it have to be well see that's the thing <laughs> yeah. it would be like because since since this only is is uh Basically attacking the ideas of and calling them hate speech of a politically and morally conservative side, mm-hmm. then um, it would be like AT and T saying, "No, we're not going to give you phone service because we disagree with your views." Right. <clears throat> so that's what we're saying is is not should not be allowed, and here I go should should not because of the type of platform that it is and because of its designation as a non-publishing entity and a. Uh, marketplace of ideas. Yeah, and see, I'm I'm a little bit I'm a little bit torn because if I understand the legal part that I that I kind of got from from Jeremy Boring and what he was saying that since they're already legally defined in a certain way, it does seem like there are some limitations. Like because they're not a publisher, they're they're not an anti-publisher either. Um, so they, they would have just to a, prove that they're trying to protect somebody that they're supposed to protect. It it seems that there might be a there might be an argument on if, if they are a utility like that and, and they might be able to somehow say we're protecting this person that might still be within the realm but it, but it may not be. There, there are already laws on the books for protection and those are things like um, you know if Alex Jones would say go firebomb Steven Crowder he's going to be here at this date and this time go, go hurt him. That's illegal. It's already illegal. <laughs> Which is interesting that you bring that up. It because <laughs> that is the kind of speech that's coming from the other side. Yes. That's coming from these Antifa types, these statist, leftist types. They are the ones that are saying, go get this guy, kill this guy, hang this guy. I mean, yeah. And they're not getting blocked. And so it's pretty... I mean, just like, okay, uh, case in point, Candace Owens. I don't know if, if you know of Candace Owens. Just this last week. What was the name of the Jung? Was her name Jung? Yeah. Uh, yeah, something like Young, that. Young Jung something. Yeah. She was an Asian lady, right? Mm-hmm. Um, who works for the... Horrible racist, it seems like. She is a horrible <laughs> racist. There's no question about it. Uh, works for the... Was it New York Times or <laughs> something great. like that? She makes these crazy racist anti-white statements. Candace Owens, just to 
play the devil's advocate, uses her exact quotes, but puts in a different ethnic group, puts in Jews or blacks or something like this, and is instantly banned off Twitter, or suspended. They eventually overturned that because there was a huge outcry from Twitter users saying, wait a second, you can't let this stand. <laughs> I know. And, but see, that was that was so smart of Candace Owens to oh, retreat. Yeah, that, was just, that was beautiful. And she's been physically confronted many times now, and that's kind of a dangerous dangerous situation right now really um, but anyway so see that's where i think that these come oh apple was a third one apple yeah that's the other one apple um, apple apple google google and facebook and facebook and i think there's another really? one okay. too um but i don't know um that's the, that's to me that's the legal stuff that they're gonna get in trouble because they're they're not giving people equal protection under their terms of service more or less. Well, and and, it, and I think I think they are bound to do that legally already. Now, and, and there's there's part of me give people equal protection. Yes, I okay. think they're bound to, to do that because they're already been given the latitude that they're not a publisher. So right. because of that, it has to be equal. That's my understanding. I, again, that that could be wrong. The the thing that gets weird is because when people say they're uh you know they're independently owned business, they can do whatever they want. The, the libertarian side of me says, yeah, they can. And I, and I really right. think they can. And topic for another another day is, why hasn't someone built a competitor? It might be pretty hard to do, but but that's what they say about everything. They said it was going to be hard to do for a lot of businesses that are out yeah. Kodak's out of business now. We, we think... See, and, and we've had this discussion before, Doug. I'm not sure if we've had it on the podcast or mm-hmm. off the podcast, but when 97% of web search searches are done on Google... Mm-hmm. There, I think you have to begin to have a discussion because you you cannot get people to your site if Google won't list it. So unless you have some kind of crazy organic campaign or something that would be just... And even then, Google can steer people away from your site. So so it's it gets to a point where you ha- I think you have to have some kind of discussion to keep the marketplace somewhat a level playing field of... Not letting companies run away. So I think that's a whole, a whole different discussion. But should a company be allowed to make the playing field unlevel? I think a private company should be able to make the playing field unlevel. If I build my company and it gets bigger, and as it gets bigger, I make it harder for my competitors. But we've said this before. That is if we live in a truly capitalist society, which okay. we do not. We do not because there's because I, as a business, can lobby the the power in the, the government, government that exactly. shouldn't be there. I can lobby exactly. the government to pass laws. And that that's helps the my place. Business. That's where we find ourselves right. today. So yeah, okay. <clears throat> so in theory, you're right. But in actuality, we find ourselves in a little bit different circumstances, which is why we're having trouble right now with this whole Facebook, Apple, uh, yada yada situation. Yeah. Can we just get the, get the administration to like to like diminish the government by about seventy five percent? We can. Have to worry about Vote it. Donald Trump twenty twenty. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. So far, <laughs> we're doing pretty good. We've Gosh. seen huge deregulation already, which is great, and that's why, frankly. I think that's why these big companies are shaking in their boots and, and censoring people because they see their grip on the market. We see your, what you're talking about happening right now, and that's why they're scared. That's why they have to shut up people like Alex Jones because yeah. they're these huge centers of influences that they can't compete with in the marketplace of ideas, so they have to use everything in their power to just shut them off, which, which is, in fact, going to force alternatives to surface, and that's already begun to happen. Mm-hmm. So there you go. It's happening. And that's the thing that a lot of them don't understand is that if they try to play the force, if they try to force things, mm-hmm. I, I saw a statistic just yesterday that searches 
for Infowars.com, uh-huh. which is Alex Jones, have gone up. I mean, the chart is like, it's Real, it's just yeah. like they've gone up like 90 some percent this week since I, this happened. I guess that's that's the good news because when you when you try to limit speech it, because of where we are today with technology, then everybody says, "Oh, they're trying to limit," and that's just like clickbait. You know, there, there's one other element that I want to shove in here before we have a cigar update because we're doing okay. and we need to change the okay. subject probably anyway. But okay. something that has been happening over the last six months or so to Alex Jones and multiple other people is that they bring all these lawsuits to them and force them to fight lawsuits that are they're not going to go anywhere, mm-hmm. but they just have to incur these incredible legal fees to oh, try yeah. to put them out of business. <clears throat> um, that's going on with this too, forcing him to sue them, which is going to cost million. A million dollars at least. Yeah. That that's another way to cripple your enemies is to make them go to court with you, and especially when the court's friendly to you. Yeah, and it, I I know that happened a little bit. And not to get side sidetracked, but to Stephen Crowder, he actually yeah. has a lawyer on retainer now, mm-hmm. and it's funny because they like call Probably him. Probably should have more than one. Yeah, they call <laughs> him. They call him like their their half Asian lawyer or something. It's like <laughs> they had to call him you know, something, give him a good name. And um, <clears throat> anyway, so uh, okay, so, um, scar update. Well, I lost my ash good t- good time ago, and uh, you were talking with your hands, though. Oh. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Getting excited. Maybe, maybe not. Mine's still hanging on really good. I mean, I've got over an inch, and it's like I'm kind of shaking Pretty it lightly. Tight. It's not falling off. So, um, I don't have any transition at all. So we'll, I'm no going to try to okay. I'm going to try to identify flavor. I'm going to also kind of retrohale again. Oh. In the I'm going to say that this cigar is colorful. It's it's there's a lot happening in it. That's just nice. It's almost got a, a fruity, fruity sweet note. <clears throat> and uh, so I'm gonna actually change my draw a little bit. I don't know how we doing. Are we both about the about the same? You're a little faster, a little so um, I'm gonna draw a little harder. See if that changes. If I get a little more sweetness or anything. But um, I like I'm getting it. Um, and and this is interesting. But I'm I'm calling it dark and earthy, but not heavy. And and I expect dark earthy cigars to be a little weightier and this is um it's nicer because it's not doesn't feel mm-hmm. like it's deep and harsh yeah. in my throat but it's giving me some of the, the the dark darker flavors that i like i i'm wanting more sweetness so i'm gonna we'll, we'll see what i can come up with here okay i'm using vague terms okay. and i'm outside the box when it comes to cigar palette type of things but Ooh. i would all there you go you lost it. my ash lost just your ash. um i would this is a clean cigar like, yeah. my, like, my mouth and palate feel clean as I'm smoking it. It's not... It, like you said, it's got the heavy taste, but it doesn't have the heavy sort of, like, uh, lingering taste, I guess. Well, and I... Is that I, what you were trying to... Maybe that's what, exactly what you yes, said. Yes, you said just exactly. The word clean is perfect. That's exactly what I was trying to say, because I, I think... Now, this might not be right, but I have this notion, this stereotype in my head, that if you have the deep, dark flavors, it's going to be a little bit harsh, a little bit dirty. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is really clean tasting, and it's and it's great, and there's just enough oil to, you know, to, to make the mouth feel really nice. And I got a little sweetness when I dr- I did a really hard draw, so I might not be smoking quite fast enough. And I lost my ash when I did that hard draw. That but but look at that! Look at that! Kind of a little bit of a sort of a natural tunnel in the leaf there too. Yeah, there's a teeny teeny little tunnel going down. That's uh, but otherwise it's not burning. It's burning good, nice mm-hmm. and pretty straight, except for that teeny tunnel there. Mine straightened out. I had to kind of like dampen. A side of the burn mm. a little bit because it just got started a little crooked. But other than that, it's been good. one of the um, one of the cigar obsession guy, 
he says sometimes cigars want like a, a double puff, like a short puff and then mm-hmm. a long one. I might try to kind of see if that helps. This I think I do that naturally. Okay. Good stuff. This is a good one. This is this is yeah. this is right up there. I would say. Yeah, I've smoked a few. Like most of the time, when they're really dark and earthy like this, I'm like, okay, it's not my thing. But there's a few that have been nice and smooth. I mean, and the the dark flavors, but smooth and a little bit oily. That and that kind of that kind of keeps me hanging on. And this one's this one's got me. I still I still want sweet, more sweet. But. This this also to me has a little bit of a unique quality in the sense that normally a lot of times, okay, if you walk in and somebody's <clears throat> smoking a cigar. You enjoy the aroma mm-hmm. of the tobacco, but as soon as you start smoking the cigar, you're going more for the taste and not the aroma. Mm-hmm. I've actually been able to enjoy the aroma of this as I smoke it, which is not common, I would say, at least in my experience. I don't know if that's just because uh, it's been a little while since I had a cigar or what. Um, it's been a while for me, too. It might have been the last time we were, we were uh, on the air. I can't remember for sure. But um, I, this is a question I often have. Is the bitterness I'm getting, is it like a dark chocolate or a coffee? Because they're, they're, those are close, and I'm trying to identify it, and I can't tell. But I guess we'll leave it at I can't tell, and maybe the next time I'll be able to give an update. So, all right. So, InfoWars spiking, other platforms going to try to get in the game. The, the thing that I think is interesting, I do think, as they try to limit their, their spiking people's desire to see it. And that, that's just like any, anything you do, you know, when it's kind of hidden. For, it's like taking candy from a baby. Take the, yeah. You take anything away from the baby, they want it. If you can kind of trick them and get them to look over at the other toy, then they'll forget about the one. Who, who was the genius? <clears throat> was it Churchill or somebody that said the thing about, first they make fun of you... First they ignore you, then they make fun of you, then they attack you, and then you win. Or some something to that... You know which quote I'm talking about? I've heard it. I can't remember. I can't tell you who said it. <laughs> that's so I wish those. I could. But that's kind of what we see happening with with, with some of these alternative media. And it's not just Jones. See, I'm but, so prideful. I, wa- I really want to figure this out, so I'll sound really smart. Uh, <laughs> but I can't. I, I don't remember it. But I have heard it. Yeah, so. I don't know. Anyway. All right. Well, let's so, move on to the second topic here. Okay. Which was uh, not Cortez and Shapiro. That was our final topic. What was, was the second one? The second one was uh, crap. Forgot. We should have. We should. We should take some notes. I should. I'll bring a pen next time and a piece of paper. Um, oh, the spa- the space force. Space force. Okay. Now I I'm, I'm going to start because I know very little. But I just like when I first heard it, I'm like space like. I just all I heard at first was Trump said something about Space Force. I'm like Space Force. That sounds kind of funny. It's like, and I'm like all intrigued. I got to find out what he what he said, what it meant. I didn't look find the exact quote, but the idea that we're going to have another branch of the armed services mm-hmm. Space Force, and it's like it just sounds like Star Wars. You know, I'm like so. Yeah. I, I love the marketing. He's such a he's such a businessman, a marketer. That's I, just okay. I have a lot to say about Space Force, but first I just did the the, the thing. Okay. And used the, the Almighty Google. Okay. And, uh, it's attributed to Gandhi, but it oh. is it is misattributed to Gandhi. Okay. It actually comes uh, it's a it's a paraphrase from a book called Freedom's Battle, which is a collection of essays and speeches written and compiled by Gandhi. Uh, apparently, though, uh, I'm sorry, I'm scrolling here. It, I, I don't think it was him. 
Oh, so he, com- he compiled this stuff, so he compiled it, and somebody else probably said it, is what you're saying. Yeah. It, uh, Nicholas Klein in 1914 is a closer version. They apparently, uh, he was a union representative. I don't, it doesn't really tell me who, who it was. Oh, it was, it was, uh, so the misattributed quote, it says that the final uh, evaluation is most likely a combination of Klein's 1914 speech combined with an attempt to summarize Gandhi's nonviolent doctrine and uh, philosophy. So it was like a mix and match, but... I see. Hey, regardless of who said it first, I think it's true. Once they attack you, you win. They, they ignore you, then they make fun of you, then they attack you, and then you win. Hmm. Anyway. Space Force. Now, there yeah, you gotta, got, you gotta fill me there in, has got to be a better much. name, though. Okay. <laughs> that yes. we need, that we probably ought to have this, and that we already do. There, there's even going back to Reagan. He had the Star Wars program or whatever. We've already got elements in space that are defense-minded, that are there already. And I think that a lot of, especially with the amount of communication and things that go on in space, and a lot of weapons platforms now that are being launched into space, we got to have a presence there. But gosh, there's got to be a better name than Space Force. I mean, even like, even like Outer Spatial Command or something. I mean, like. There's got to be a better name than Space Force. Uh, to begin with, I think it's hilarious. It'll probably get a lot of traction, even if they call it something different in the end. Even Space Corps. Yeah, yeah, something. C-O-R-P. Like, are, yes. they gonna, are they going to send people to space? Like, what are they going to do? You know, my wife's like, is this NASA? It's like, no, I think it's different, because I think NASA is more about space exploration, and this is more about, like, defense. It's going to fall under defending our country. And, um, and, and you know, the, as a... As a person that wants to be conservative with how much money the government spends, um, you know, then I want to say, oh, great, we're spending more on military. But again, every time, and, and I don't mind spending money on military because that's part of the government's job, but, mm-hmm. but I, I do think it's always good to keep it in check. But if we just do away with the, what, 75% of our, and, uh, of our budget that's spent on um, entitlements, then we'd, have, we'd be fine. You know, yeah. Let let. I mean, we need to cut some of the tax taxing anyway. We need to just let people keep their money and then not spend seventy five percent on entitlements. Um. Because I, you know, I wish I had a good estimate, but I I tried to have a conversation with a guy once, good Christian friend of mine, and his his premise was that if you let people keep their money, if you don't take it by force from the government, you let them keep their money then they won't, people won't give enough. He said, people won't give. They'll just, people will be starving on the street and it'll be horrible. And I, I, we just, we disagreed. Yeah, I, I, compl- I, would, I would disagree with that. Yeah, I completely disagreed. You know, if you start giving people back, you know, 70% more of their income, not, sure, yeah, I'll, I'll go out and buy some more scotch, but, you know, I'm probably going to give more away too and I'll, I'll have more money to help. And also, I'll be helping something I can see, something I can maybe even touch, something I can be close to, instead of, forcing me to give money to give yeah. to people in Chicago that are on the street that I don't even know. They might just be lazy. They might be druggies. They might be somebody I don't want to give money to. Yeah, there are <clears throat> so many problems that we have. And some people wouldn't identify them as problems. Some people would identify them as something else. But so many of the questions and the problems that we have to wrestle with as a society would really be solved if you could simply let the marketplace of ideas decide let the free market decide how you're going to treat them instead of having some kind of virtue signaling overarching government attempt to get to attempt to get involved and reallocate people's resources to try to fix it because mm-hmm. 
I mean, ultimately, our government is supposed to be by the people for the people anyway. Well, then why not just let the people do it? And I think that there's no question. Of course, I'm going to take care of my family first with my resources that I have. I'm going to take care of my family first. But if I have more resources, I am going to take care of other people. Just, And that's why the government does it is because we've told the government to do it over the last many, many years, and, and maybe not in so many words, but we've told the government to do it. We've given them that responsibility because we think it needs done. Yeah. And and so, yeah, I mean... Well, and is it... Is it um, yeah, Social Security. So I think originally, don't quote me on this, but I think originally it was designed to kind of, oh, well, the government could perhaps efficiently, the idea was they could efficiently <laughs> take some money... And it would be a great supplement to people who didn't save enough. Well, what it ended up being was people started saying, oh, I don't have to save for retirement because I have Social Security. So they quit. Well, they so called what, it a lockbox. Yeah. They said they were saving your money for you. And they're, and bad idea from the yeah, beginning. Yeah. But, but the the idea was to to have it so that people that didn't save would have a little. and But it ended up people just stopped. Nobody. I mean, nobody. Very few people now plan for retirement. Very few people save. Because they, they kind of think they don't have to, but it, it had the reverse effect, besides the fact that it's not the government's responsibility to do that anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it, you know. And, 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 and there you go. Case in point is that when you subsidize negative behaviors, you get mm-hmm. more of them. Mm-hmm. When you subsidize people's ability not to take care of their future, you will get more people that don't take care of their future. Yeah. And that's, that's one area, I mean... One area of so many that if you just left it alone, the problem would... You're always going to have people that are poor and don't have enough. But So, theoretically, this probably warrants talking about, and I think I can talk about the numbers a little bit here, or, or anyway, the theory of it. I talk, talking to a professor in econ class years ago when I was in college, and I forget what it was called, but it was, an, it was, a, it was involved around unemployment, and which I'm not sure, I, mean, I don't think I'm in favor of either, but he said, "Well, if you're going to have unemployment, you don't you, you don't want to incentivize." Are you talking it. about unemployment insurance, like a payout for people who are unemployed? Right. When you okay. like, when you lose your job, or are you talking about just people that don't have work? No, you're right. I'm talking about unemployment insurance. Okay. So, thanks for correcting my verbiage there. So you lose your job, you get money yep. to not have a job. <laughs> and I'm like, I told him, I said that just seems ridiculous. And so people in the class started talking about it. And he said, someone designed this idea where. Like, if you had a job, we'll say, making $15 an hour, and you lose your job, instead of giving you, you know, they give you, I mean, maybe $12 an hour or something. Let's say you get $12 an hour for doing nothing. Instead of doing that, what they do is they give you, say, start you at $12 an hour, but if you, if or maybe start you at $10 an hour, but if you get a job that makes 8 then they cut your benefit back. So instead of giving you the 10 you're making eight, so, so they give you get the they give you three, so you're actually so that you getting a it, it's an incentive to get a job, so it's an incentive to take the lower paying job and get less, and you still get some unemployment benefit. Did you follow the numbers? Yeah. You're making fifteen, you lose your job. They say, okay, we'll pay you ten. Well, you could get an eight dollar an hour job, but you don't because you're making ten on unemployment. And what they do is they would say. Okay, if you get the eight dollar an hour job, we'll actually cut your unemployment back to three. So now you'd make eleven. Yeah. And the idea was to incentivize you to go to get a better job. It's still I, I still don't think it should be there because well, there's 
okay, it might do that. It might yeah. incentivize you to get a better job. But you know what would incentivize you even more to get a better job? Not having any <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yeah, that was my final argument well, in the college class. Yeah. Well, and and the other thing is too, as you're talking about this, another problem with the unemployment is that they keep when we had such high oh, unemployment yeah. under Obama. Oh, wow. Remember that they kept extending and extending and extending how long you could receive these benefits, which just makes everything way worse. And now, luckily, not luckily, uh, thankfully, we have way low unemployment, and that's. Probably not as much of an issue now as it, as it once yeah. was, and maybe that. Not would... to mention the bureaucracy to sustain how much money it costs to sus- to yeah, pay people to pay out the benefit. Other thing too, and hopefully we'll see um, enough space in the economy that we can maybe start to reel some of that back in, and people are more likely to um, reduce the benefit if there's fewer people yeah. that are needing the benefit. So. Uh, so far, I think it's a pretty good job market. I'm the entrepreneurial type, so I don't have to mess with the job market too much. But what I hear is that there's so many jobs out there, there's not really a problem. Well, yeah. What? And I guess, it, does the, is there a connection between people? I'm just kind of naturally an entrepreneur, too. Um, I've, I've always kind of been that way. But what is there a connection? Is there just more people that just say I'd rather work for somebody than make my own? That just say that that's a little easier. It's a little safer. I mean, uh, you're talking about the decision between being an employee or starting a business. Yes, but let me clarify. It seems that it's obvious there's more people that would rather work for somebody else than work for themselves. But is that a result of? I mean, are we are we under promoting in some way or under incentivizing entrepreneurship by it, it like, or why why is it that way? Because why don't people just have a drive to say, geez, if I could if I could buy three cases of Coke for a dollar a bottle and go out to sell it to those guys working down the road for two dollars, I want to do that. I mean, that's what my grandpa did when he was a kid. You know, he just he bought it at the store and wheelbarrowed it down and he made a quarter on every bottle mm-hmm. you know and he's making a lot of money as a little kid pushing a wheelbarrow full of ice I can know? tell you my opinion about okay. that okay tell me I really think that it has to do with conditioning and training hmm. because we in this country the public education system is modeled after a Belgian system that was created and written built from the ground up to produce good factory workers hmm. like good good workers and so our whole our whole educational system is created, and its goal is to create good little cogs in a great big machine. That's what it was designed to do, and that's what it does. And so you, you're building this conformity mentality all the way through, for at least 13 years of a lot of these young people's lives, that's what they are trained to do, is go find a job and work for somebody. Which isn't necessarily or inherently bad. Well... It, I think it makes people less than what they could be yeah. from the start. Yeah. yeah. Whereas if you are if you are bringing your child up to see opportunity like your grandpa had, if you raise them to look for that and to find it and to get it, and tell them there's no ceiling, just do what you can do, you know, um, then I think you'd have more of it. So that's part of the I think part of the reasoning behind why we have so many people. But I think another part of it's just capacity. Some people just don't want the headache of yeah. running a business. So it, even managing themselves, they don't want it. They'd rather have somebody else manage it. Yeah. Yeah. 
and that and that and that's fine if you if you don't want it if you don't want to take the risk yeah. there then don't be a risk taker we all need people to hire yep we do and I, I wonder sometimes what my life would have been like if I hadn't bought a rental a rental property you know um, gosh because I, I, I I've never made too much you know as far as people are concerned I'm not sure either of us have no um but we're not done yet either. We're Dog, not done. Doggone it. We're not done, doggone it. Somebody, <laughs> someday somebody's going to pay money for the least produced, least listened to podcast hey, you in know. America. You never know. You never know. <laughs> Are we bringing value to you, the listener? Let that, us know. <laughs> yeah, that's what that's what matters. We, we want to do something worthwhile. I, uh, I hope the stuff we say makes sense. And, and you know, if it, if it doesn't, let us know. If it does, let us know. You know? Mm. Yeah. So. Well, cigar update. I'm getting a little more sweet, but I've been I've been trying to draw a little more a little more frequently and draw a little bit harder, and I'm getting a little sweet. But that's the, honestly the only difference is, is con- for me consistent and dark, earthy, and it's what I would think a Nick, what I would think a full Nicaraguan would taste like. And but I'm getting a little sweet if I can if I heat it up a little. Well, and something else another another factor that I neglected to mention is that I am drinking coffee. Oh, which probably is. Helping me draw the sweet out a little bit. Yep. Yep. But, um, yeah. There you go. Okay. Well, we've got a little bit of time left. I don't know exactly where we're at, but we've got to be getting close to an hour here. Okay. We should talk about the Cortez versus Shapiro title fight or debate. Yeah. Um, I, I, the, yeah. You follow I, Shapiro more closely than I do, so. You probably know more about this than I do. I think if she if she did it on a Sunday special, which is kind of the invite, and I don't even think it would have to be a debate. He said he didn't care if it was really a debate or if she just came and had a conversation, whatever. The Sunday specials are kind of cool. I've only listened to a few, a handful of them. But he just sits down across from a chair for about an hour, mm-hmm. and they talk. And I actually think that, because since I felt bad for her, I actually think he's a little daunting if you just look at his podcast because he's just information information and it's 100 miles an hour but on the Sunday specials he's a listener he'll 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 throw out some things he'll challenge you but it's a lot more tame and I think she a socialist's worst nightmare well maybe kind yeah, of, yeah she'd have to she'd have to give some facts let me just ask you this point. question and yeah. watch you hang yourself yeah um, but if you know if she really believes what she believes I think that would be the best thing to do just say yeah I'll, I'll sit across from you in a chair and yeah give give $10,000 to my campaign or to a charity or whatever oh did you hear that somebody called him out on the fact that he said $10,000 he, he kind of apologized for it he said because he said I'll give you $10,000 to your campaign and then like two days later he was on saying oh because that's illegal because it's illegal uh, it's like, okay. like the cap is like $7,500 <laughs> okay I was just throwing well, out a... half of it himself and half of it under a different name yeah. that's what Rosie O'Donnell did right that's, yeah. that's okay yeah. or, or that's legal. whatever he just that's said that's Dinesh D'Souza it's totally legal yeah yeah alright so maybe Ben Shapiro will be the next one to go to jail so. <laughs> I'm sure they would love it yeah. they should have just took him up on it and just gone yeah. done it yeah. <laughs> well, yeah we'll take your 10000 now and we'll put you in jail so oh my goodness but it was so funny that he had to apologize he's like look I don't want to violate law here I just want to get her to talk to me you know that is funny okay so let's let's just examine this for maybe a try to be a little bit objective about it because I think Cortez's ideas are crazy but yeah let's let's assume that I'm wrong 
and that she actually has some good things to say. Why on earth would you not want to reach people on the other side and convert them to your way of thinking? Why wouldn't you want to do that? Do you have an answer for that? I mean, um, I can give you their answer, I think, which is kind of that um, the, the opposing party's ideas are not worth listening to, so I don't want to give them a forum where other people will hear, will hear them. That's that. That's their argument, which is which I just think is silly. Well, but, but okay. So, so who's saying this? Cortez is saying this. Um, leftists would tend to say this. I'm but this is the opposite here. Hmm? This is the opposite, right? Oh, you mean if they're if like Cortez's followers listened to it, right? Okay, they're saying you you know you shouldn't debate Shapiro because that would be giving air to your people would be hearing See, his bad ideas. That <laughs> that's what cracks me up about this whole thing is that surely there's some notion in this whole what doesn't matter what side you're on is that there is a best way to do things. And so don't you want to get have a real debate? Like, if my... That's the thing. Like, you said it already, but if my ideas are better than yours, or if your ideas are better than mine, listen, I want to do the best idea. So come tell me why my ideas are bad, and let's... Maybe I'll end up... Endo, like, maybe I'll end up jumping on your side, and... Right? That's what a debate's all about. That, yeah, should be a marketplace I, of ideas. Like, I'm, it sounds like a broken record today, but come I on. know I, I I agree with you. So it's hard for me to explain this idea that that the idea that some ideas don't deserve being listened to, well, they don't deserve airing. They're living out their worldview. This whole idea of socialism, communism, is a controlled market. Censors and censoring. You know, we're, we're back to censorship. censorship you know, yeah. Um, and, and the thing is, I uh, I. I remember, and I, I kind of forget, you know, we're spoiled. I mean, mostly there's free speech. I can kind of say whatever I want, and somebody might chastise me. But used to be able to. Used to be able to. And maybe they should chastise me if I say things that are bad. But if you're going to allow people freedom to say things, you have to understand that you're doing that so that the answer to bad speech isn't <coughs> censoring speech. It's more speech. It's better speech. It's correct. It's corrective speech. Mm-hmm. It's not stopping the bad person because what happens if you try to censor the bad person, the bad person still has the same belief. They just aren't allowed to to espouse it. But the only way, the reason free speech is good is because then the person with the bad idea has a chance to hear other speech and change and grow and get better. And the the whole idea of limiting speech, that's that's just silly. Yeah. It's not good. And that means there are going to be people, abhorrent people that I don't like, that I disagree with, that are going to have the freedom to share their ideas. And that's okay. I'm, you know, share them. You know? <clears throat> I find it... I mentioned his name earlier, but Dinesh D'Souza has a new movie out. And we're running short on time here, but Death of a Nation, it's called. I don't know if you've seen the previous for it. Is that or, the one where Abraham Lincoln yeah. compares and stuff? Yeah. And... He points out very inconvenient political or inconvenient historical facts that a large majority of all racism and of the, all of these problems that the leftists today keep shouting about originate and are harbored in and given safe haven in the leftist democratic whatever whatever you want to call it I don't care but that's where they originate and that's where they're sustained mm-hmm. and that's. It's it's unbelievable to me that we still live in a country where 
I'm trying. Uh, I'm fighting my cigar. It's trying to go out on here. Oh, sorry to hear that. Anyway, I just there's. I guess I don't know another word except for cognitive dissonance. Uh huh. It's like intentionally confusing people so that they just sort of blindly follow your side instead of actually uh, addressing the issues and the ideas themselves. It's just it's more tribalism than anything else. And, I'm going to try it. There it is. Okay, we're still going. We're at 56 minutes. So I I do want to say something interesting, and I, I do want to add the caveat that I haven't researched it, so I don't know if it's... I, but I heard it from some people that I trust, I guess, so I, I guess it's worthy of mentioning, mm -hmm. that Abraham Lincoln actually did restrict some speech during the Civil yeah, War. he suspended the Constitution for a time, which yeah. is a big mark against him in my book. Yeah, it, it, in mine too. And it's like, you know, and that's just something, you know... It, people people make mistakes, you know, and that that was wrong. You shouldn't have done it. But, but uh, <clears throat> okay, okay. Is that can sure. I jump sure. in? Go I ahead. jump Go all ahead. over that because while we say that that's bad, he also wrestled with the notion that it was bad. But he did it for a reason that all leftists would approve of to stop the evil Democrat slave owners in the South from dividing the nation. <laughs> so this is the cognitive dissonance. Yeah. So, all's fair in love and war? I, I, I do think when we vote for somebody, we are saying kind of make, do the best you can. Yeah. You know, because, <clears throat> because on some level, we, we can't control what they do after, after someone's in office. We right. do have to vote for them and then say, hey, that, that we're hoping you'll do the best. We have recourse if they mess up. And, yeah, if they mess up, well, we can, we can fight back. So... I think we're getting close enough to the end. We should do one last cigar update, and then uh, I might wave at my girls if I hear them leaving. I'll just I'll start then. Um, See you later. <laughs> uh, we're not done yet. We'll come out in a minute. <laughs> we can pause it or edit it. I don't. It's okay with me, but. Uh, I, I, I'm noticing a little bit of deterioration in flavor as I get to the end of the cigar. Part of it might be that I kind of was talking too much and didn't nurse it like I ought to have. Mm -hmm. But uh, I'm getting losing the, cl the clarity that I was having before oh. with it. It's getting a little bit... I wouldn't even call it ashy, but it's it's starting to like become a little heavier, a little bit dirtier tasting. I th I can say in general when I've smoked the, the the darker cigars they tend to I think probably all cigars get that way but the darker they are the more intense they get as you get to I want to hold ours side by side. You see you've definitely been a little bit smoking faster which maybe that's what's that seems to be what's pulling the sweet out when I when I draw a little faster on mine so but yours is getting a little just a little dirtier and I I did have to just relight it so that contributes a little bit to maybe it'll clean back up after I get it going again. Well, this is definitely consistent, and I would say uh, watch your cadence a little bit. Go a little, maybe a little faster than, I don't know, if I'm normal, go a little faster than normal, and you might get a little more sweet out of it, but it's pleasant and oily, but I'm still longing for a little more sweet. I, I like the bitter. The bitter isn't a bad bitter. It's just, it's that nice, whether it's, it's dark bitter. chocolate. It's a better bitter than Yeah. <laughs> whether it's dark chocolate or coffee, I can't tell, but but it's, it's nice. I mean, it's like dirt, dark chocolate. Um, so, so that's that's the final update. I've still got a little bit left. You do too. So, uh, any anything to close with? Huh. <clears throat> well, maybe a personal challenge. Summer's yeah. just about over, listeners. So, if you wanted to get some stuff done this summer that you haven't got done yet, now's the time to kick it in the butt. 
good challenge. I was thinking that the, <laughs> the front threshold of my house isn't mm. is open, and so like before snow lands on that front porch, I need to get that threshold finished. There you so, go. You're talking about snow. I yeah. wasn't quite willing to go that far, but yep. So uh, I'll be here before you know. It. All right. Well, this has been Doug and Joe talk. I'm Doug. I'm Joe. We'll see you later. Got to get clear back to the beginning in order to shut it completely off.